0: Welcome to another episode of Civic Cipher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. They
1: call me Q Ward, mostly because that's my name.
0: Yes, indeed. And it's been a long time since... Uh, we shouldn't have left you. Yeah, man. Without to, to step to. I wanted to go there. I wanted to go there. But it's been a long time since you and I have uh, sat down and done an episode uh, together. Um, last week, we had Lisa's son and we had an interesting discussion on, you know, the relationship between the Asian American community and the African American community in this country. Uh, Prior to that, we had Dr. Camilla Westenberg up on the show where we discussed um, critical race theory and what it really is and some, some talking points that are being used to discredit it as an idea And then uh, prior to that, I think we had Queen Yanajaha, who we stood in solidarity with our Native brothers and sisters and um, shared the platform, shared the stage, and she was able to uh, let us know about some goings-on with respect to our Indigenous brothers and sisters. And now you and I are back in the saddle. So we've been productive, and I know you've been productive on your own, but uh, man... It's, it's a very different show without you and a much better show with you. So welcome back, Q. Uh, I uh, don't want to do that <laughs> too many more times, but uh, stick around. We do have a lot more coming in that same vein. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, COVID boosters and uh, the way they're being received by the African-American community. We're also going to talk about Black church, uh, which is not a, a subject that we get into too heavily on this show. Uh, but today it felt kind of important to um to reach out and or reach over into that uh, subject matter. but before we get there, we are going to discuss some ebony excellence All I do is win, 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 no what. and don't know if you've heard about this queue, but um, there's going to be some new quarters coming out and you know the way that we have developed our relationship with our currency in this country and with most countries is, you know, uh, we look at our our currency and we see our presidents. And overwhelmingly our presidents have been white and 100% of our presidents uh, have been, you know, male and uh, on our currency. Um, So Obama hasn't made it to a, a bill just yet or a coin just yet. But uh, we, we've heard about the uh, Harriet Tubman twenty dollar bill that they're still, you know, working on uh, getting into circulation. Well, are they? Uh, yeah, I heard that they um, reactivated that process um, now that Trump's out of the White House. But um, these coins, uh, one such woman who will be on the coin, these are all women, but one such woman is Maya Angelou, the civil rights activist, poet, and uh, author. And there are some other women, and I feel like they deserve a mention as well. Um, Astronaut Sally Ride, who's the uh, first American woman in space. Wilma Mankiller, who is the Cherokee Nation's first principal woman chief. Uh, Adelina, or Nina Otero-Warren, who's a leader in New Mexico's suffrage movement. And Anna Mae Wong, who's the first Hollywood film star of Chinese American descent. So we have all those coins to look forward to. Um, and not just Maya Angelou, although you know we could do a whole, you know, Ebony Excellence on her. We could do probably ten or fifteen on her alone. Indeed. But, but uh, it felt really special to be able to share the stage with all these women who have made their way to our coins. Obviously, there have been other women on coins before, but this feels a little bit more special because it's the quarter, and um, we'll be spending that uh, starting in 2022, and they'll release all the way up until 2025. Now. On to our first order of business. Q, you've been vaccinated, correct? Fully. Okay. And when you say fully, you mean
1: what exactly? Single dose Johnson & Johnson. Shout to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and then the Moderna booster to follow that up. Okay. Okay. So...
0: For me, I have all three Pfizer's. I had the Pfizer for my first and second dose um, back in January and then I recently got my Pfizer booster shot. Um, And I wanna get something out of the way right off the bat. Did you have any side effects when you got your (laughs) vaccine?
1: I had every side effect. Okay when I got the vaccine, and when I got the booster. Okay. Would you still recommend to other folks who are not vaccinated to get vaccinated? I got the vaccine first and got every symptom and every side effect. I then got the booster knowing that. So, absolutely.
0: Okay. And you actually had COVID before, right? Yes. Okay. So, you have the lived experience of having COVID and the lived experience of having the uh, side effects from the vaccination and you still recommend the uh, vaccine. Correct. Okay, wanted to get that out of the way. Which I know makes
1: me a a brainwashed sheep.
0: No, no, not at all, not here. According to the internets. (laughs) Well, here we we have a more scientific approach to uh, how things work and we're not really given to conspiracy theories. Uh, in the same way that most folks uh, or some folks are, I don't want to say most folks, because most people do have the vaccine. I have the statistics here. Um, same thing happened with me, except I never got COVID in the first place. Um, I got the uh, the second, my second dose of the uh, Pfizer vaccine. It took me out for maybe a day and a half. Right, I got those symptoms, you know, and it felt like a little COVID-ish, but again my body is fighting what it thinks is the COVID virus and so all of those responses to defending myself against COVID-19 my body just assumes it's the real thing and then I get all the symptoms uh and then the same thing happened when I, when I got my booster about a day and a half of uh you know I gotta take it easy and then I was right back to normal it, it came and it went just as quickly um But I want to say that because I want to own that part of the experience before we get into the meat and potatoes of this part of the the, uh, conversation. You and I both know lots of people and love lots of people who are still afraid of the vaccine or otherwise have adopted one or more conspiracy theories uh surrounding the vaccination um now not everyone that we know that is we'll call them anti-vaxxers not everyone that that is like that is uh black um but in this case in in the case of black people we do understand because there's been a very uh well documented history between vaccines and black people and the government and black people and uh you know, looking through the lens of history, you understand how there could be some apprehension, some aversion to, you know, uh, getting vaccinated. Now, some of these concerns uh, relate to how quickly the vaccines were developed. I, and this research comes from The Washington Post um, right here. Uh, how quickly the vaccines were developed, uh, what their long term health effects might be. And then, of course, there's like some dis- information disinformation that we uh, discussed earlier that uh just exist on the internet like they have tracking devices or they change your dna and that sort of stuff um and then again with black folks the one thing that we can and should i think point to is the tuskegee experiments it's okay to be a little bit apprehensive it's okay to be a little bit um concerned right The thing is, uh, there's a couple of things with respect to the Tuskegee experiments that we have to consider. Did the government own it? Did the government attempt to make it right? Did the government learn from, you know, its mistake? Did the government apologize? You know, these sorts of things, because I think they matter. You know, it's hard to go back and then do the same thing again. If you've acknowledged, hey, you know what, I did that, that was wrong, or my father's did that, that was wrong, we recognize that that's wrong, we're going to try to make it better. Um, With that said, I do and always will understand any apprehension there. Um, But, you know, we can't ignore the fact that this is a life and death um, scenario. I was talking to someone related to my child about my child. And uh, I asked the question, you know, should we uh, are you going to get him vaccinated or should I take him to get vaccinated? Because I know a place that will have the vaccines available before his school um, gets the vaccines. And uh, this person who is related to my child, I have to use these words very carefully, um, said no. Absolutely not. It's a government cash grab uh, and a bunch of other stuff. What'd you say?
1: It's free.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, I'm saying this to establish that this is something that is not, I'm not talking about this in just general numbers. This is something that is happening and even happening to me with the people that I love the most. Um, or with the person you know one of the two people that I love the most the two people being my children um, so this is something that is still very present and I thought it was worth us discussing again so uh, you know we've discussed the Tuskegee experiments we've discussed you know all the reasons that folks could have an issue with this, this uh, vaccine now there is Um, some good news the racial gap has narrowed after uh, months of like poor turnout and you know some folks not having access particularly in black and brown communities Um, you know the racial gap is narrowed and that's really uh, a testament that to the decisions that many states have made to send people to knock on doors to have you know conversations to kind of you know tackle these myths that exist about how effective the vaccines are and just kind of deal with those false equivalencies you know if everyone else is vaccinated why do i need to get vaccinated too that sort of stuff um but there is also a reality um oh real real quick there's roughly an equal share of black white and hispanic adult populations um and to be specific it's 70 percent of black adults 71 percent of white adults and 73 percent of hispanic adults um so those guys are doing better than everyone so uh good for them and they've and all of these folks have received at least one vaccine dose so that's 70 percent is the is where black people are 71 white folks 73 hispanic folks um but that still leaves a huge chunk of the population who are very much at this point having because it's been free for such a long time that's really a it suggests that they firmly believe that there's something going on that they don't you know want to trust. And yet, uh, as as we know, black folks and brown folks uh, tend to be more susceptible to the um, ailments. and And you know, death is more likely of an outcome, you know, the darker you are. That's just kind of the way it is and with respect to m- most every medical condition. Um, and what I what I wanted to tackle today, again, is the fact that there's a lot of people who are, in my estimation, these folks want to... Stir up trouble. I can't see any other reason why they would want to do that. They want to, they're looking for things to confirm their bias, right? And I, I know these folks. I follow them on social media. These have been friends of mine for a very long time. And they've they found their hill. You know, they're hey, you know that, but you're not putting that vaccine in my body. And then they're just saying all of this nonsense, you know, you know, once they've established you know, their stance, then they, you know, spew all this nonsense to their followers. And, you know, as, as we all understand, everyone has their own platform and is able to share things with their friends. Um, Facebook is a huge uh, stage for a lot of folks, but, you know, Instagram and, and, uh, you know, Snapchat and places like that aren't, they're not exactly uh, free of those types of conspiracy theories. So, um, I wanted to say a name, but now that I'm here, I, I don't want to say this guy's name. But we'll call him uh, West Coast rapper. Okay, this guy is a rapper. He's had a couple of big hits, you know, back in the '90s um, during the gangster rap era. Good friend of mine, and I get a kick out of this dude. He's he's a very uh, he has a very Afrocentric approach to lots of things. And, you know, sometimes he goes a little bit further than I'm comfortable following. You know, I really do believe that it's okay to be pro-black. I don't think that it's okay to be anti any other color. And sometimes he kind of walks that line a little bit uh, too recklessly for me, for my tastes. But, you know, some of the things that he shares and some of his viewpoints, um, you know they're they're worth you know taking. They fit you know um, how I the the world that I think that we need to create as brothers and sisters, and the, you know the other things I just kind of leave there. But and I, I haven't unfollowed him because obviously he's a high profile individual and you know someone that really works for the type of career that I have. And then ever since um, this vaccination stuff has kind of taken center stage, this guy has just been firing left and right you know the government did this and he's uncovering all kinds of weird stuff and he's you know um, this this person interviewed Dr. Fauci and or Dr. Fauci was caught at this place doing this thing you know just kind of strange bizarre things that don't have any uh, relevance to what we're talking about here and is and what it does is it either scares folks that haven't gotten around to getting the vaccine yet or it further entrenches folks who've made their decision um, to not get the vaccine. And we need to actively be working to save lives. Um, one of the things that initially I thought I would be okay with is Republicans. Republicans you know because it's one of the things that is really big in their world too anti vax anti mask you know really anti mask and anti vax as as a you know as a tandem you know those two those two things are their that's their left and right punch um on for for black folks it's more anti you know I don't want the vaccine you know which again there's some context there we kind of understand that a little bit better um mm-hmm. for, For Republican folks, I feel like a lot of them feel like it's a matter of their liberties getting violated. So it's a different reason to say no, a different reason to be upset. This is my this is my estimation. I certainly want to hear your thoughts. Um, But initially I thought, you know, well, you know, if these people really want to be that ignorant and they're going to end up, you know, dying or otherwise being affected long term by this virus, then that only helps to thin the herd, you know, and once I got the sobering numbers, of how many Republican votes have actually died because of this. And once I really started to look past, you know, um, my own ideas of what the world should be and, and and all this sort of stuff, and really start seeing that these are people who are susceptible to indoctrination and propaganda, the same as any people, same as any color, you know, then I started seeing those numbers for what they were, human beings who are no longer here, no longer have beating hearts. And then my heart started to go out to them as well. And I know that this is not that show, so we can't have that conversation, but I recognize that These people who are opposed to this vaccine are killing themselves. And, you know, the way that you and I fight, Q, we don't fight with fists because we're not boxers. We don't fight with, I I don't even know the many ways that people fight. But we're broadcasters, so we fight with microphones, so we talk about it, right? And you know, with the booster numbers coming out, you know, I, I it, it, it's sort of reintroduced, okay, where are we exactly with respect to COVID-19 and what are we going to do to get across that finish line? So those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: It's a really interesting path to start down, especially when the... You spoke about people having their fears, their their questions. Uh, you, you've heard thousands, if not millions, of people say, "I just want to do my own research," which is on its face ridiculous. You, regular person that works at Target or Wingstop or or that is a broadcaster or that is a you know. You wanted to do your own research. Juxtaposition. What's the word I'm trying to say? Juxtaposition. Against doctors and scientists. Who have spent their entire academic lives and careers doing the research. Right. Like at some point it's ridiculous on his face. Then there's the idea that you are anti science and medicine, except when you get a headache, you take an Advil like it's just it's exhausting because it's really an academic virtue flex. It's not even real. I am taking up this contrarian position and flexing it at you like I'm an intellectual. I'm simply taking this position because it's the opposite of popular opinion.
0: That's what I was
1: saying. And I, and, I, and I seem more woke and more open-minded and more of a free thinker and not a follower and not brainwashed and all this nonsense if I just take this position and hold to it. And the idea that people have to die so you can seem like a hipster intellectual on the internet angers me. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right. If you don't go to the doctor and you don't eat processed foods and you don't consume refined sugars and you don't eat meat and you live off the grid and you don't use electricity and you don't watch TV and you're not on Instagram. Like if that's your lifestyle, truly who you are, I have no issue with any of those decisions you that you're making because that's who you are. That's how you live. That's how you think. That's how you behave. But we're talking about people who if they contracted COVID-19 and got sick would go to the hospital. (laughs) It's infuriating. And I think the reason why I get so upset about it is because the people that I personally know that have taken that stance. I know that that's the reason why. Yeah. That's I think they're not doing their own research. These people haven't written dissertations. They wouldn't even know how to do proper academic research. Just Googling something is not research. Thank you for saying that. That's
0: important to say. There's um, there's a quote I wanted to uh, share. So, quote, it's less about saying this racial ethnic group is more hesitant, more unwilling to get vaccinated and more about saying, you know, this group of people in this given area or community doesn't have the information or access they need to overcome their hesitancy and this comes from nelson dunlap who's the chief of staff for the uh satcher health leadership institute at the house (laughs) the morehouse school of medicine um
1: so yeah you're absolutely right uh what i think the rams is they do have the information though right like they're all of a sudden not trusting the source from which they've gotten this type of information for all of existence. That's crazy so so watch this.
0: Um, what I think is we continue to have these conversations with these people um, and you know uh, prepare ourselves to address their conspiracy theories i certainly have a battle on my hands and i'll be heading into it very soon so pray for me um and then you know at the end of the day we just know that you know like i said we we all have to get there and hopefully we don't lose too many of our brothers and sisters along the way yeah that's um, the scary part yeah it's that's just it's it's unfortunate, but
1: that's the reality of the situation but if we can and and before we move on because of the vaccine we're talking about people dying from this way less yeah yeah the numbers have gone way less but we're gonna gonna ignore that too though because you know the folks who are still dying
0: are the largely the folks who haven't been vaccinated at all and that is
1: unfortunate stick around your radios we're coming back with more civic cipher right after this